Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Mouse and Controller episode whatever. I don't know what number we're at now. Yeah, I'm not keeping up with it either. Yeah, I can't remember. But uh, this is uh, pretty late. Uh, we're getting this out. Um, we're actually recording this on my phone, so if the audio sounds a little different, uh, that's why. Clayton is actually here at the house with me. That's right. Filmed on location. That's right. Live and in person. So what's up, man? How you been? I have been tired. I, you know, I know you've been going through a transition because you guys have been moving, but I've been going through one as well because you know for the last couple of weeks I've gone through final exams, mm -hmm. and that was a shit show. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting an internship lined up. It took me about a week to get everything finalized, but you know just started that last week as well. Got okay. my first full week done, and I'm back to work at that tile and granite warehouse. So busy. I've, it's this first yeah. week back at both of them has been murderous. I believe it. Yeah, I've been. So like I said, we moved. So me and the wife moved. So between that and the the baby that's been keeping us busy. We kind of finally got the house to a, like some semblance of a normal-looking house. Not where there's boxes everywhere, yeah. but there's still a good bit to unpack in the garage. But yeah, so so we're recording this on my phone because I don't have my PCs or my PC set up yet. Mine and my wife haven't, we haven't set our PCs up yet. So um, maybe the next episode they'll be set up, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I know you've been playing a couple games. Yeah, very recently. I picked so. up a, a couple of new games. Picked up a new console. Well, not even console. I picked up a handheld. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, last weekend I picked up a Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, and actually, once we get past the niceties, I'll go into the debacle that I had at GameStop with a particular employee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I picked up a Nintendo Switch Lite, and I intended to get you know the regular Switch, but they didn't have any in stock at the moment, so it you know it ended up getting the Lite. But it's fine because I've I've read you know been told you know in person is like hey if anything goes wrong with the Switch Lite, the warranty does cover it, and the warranty is valid to pick up a Switch like a regular Switch in store if they have one. So yeah. I'm just gonna play this one until they have a Switch in stock, and then it's just gonna. Break. It's gonna quote unquote yeah. break. It. It's going to stop working suddenly, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna end up with a regular Switch so that I can play these awesome games on a big ass TV and not a, a six inch wide screen. It, the handheld's pretty nice. That's the first Switch like that I've seen in person. Cause I've, I have I bought a day one Switch, mm -hmm. and it's been it's been great for me. Um, there's some stuff I know certain people have had. I think even the Switch Lite may still have the issue too with the control or the analog stick drift. Yeah, um, there already there's a little bit of stick drift, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm supporting it and and playing playing yeah. in my hand. Yeah, it's it, it does get a little difficult because it's it's no thicker than a regular phone. Yeah, and it, it it the dexterity, you know, with the mm -hmm. thumb being all cramped up. Yeah, on the one hand, you know, that controls movement. It, it is. It's it's a little difficult. It's a little aggravating, but it's the for it to be a handheld game and for it to be playing the quality and caliber of games that I'm playing. Yeah. It looks great. 
the sound is good. I actually keep the sound turned down way, way low because I mean, like that fucker can like. It's actually pretty loud. It, yeah. Yeah, it can fill up a room. Yeah, I keep I keep mine if I'm playing in handheld. I keep it down. Um, I've only recently been playing in handheld more uh, as of late. Normally, I I play on uh, in dock mode, so it goes up on TV, yeah. and I think that saves on the controller drift for me because I have a pro controller. Yeah. So the pro controller is really nice. So if you do end up getting, we kind of talked about this earlier, but if you do end up getting a, uh, I guess a full switch, like mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the main, the main one, whatever you want to call it, um, I would definitely suggest getting a pro controller. But they are pretty proud of those things. So like they charge like seventy bucks, which is like ten dollars more than what, yeah, the X, you know, like Xbox charges for their controllers. Well, I know I, I when I get a switch, you know, I fully intend on getting a pro controller just because well one the joy cons they're cool it's an awesome concept and you know they have the mm-hmm. little docking controller that you yeah. just slide them in there yeah. but it, it it's still just not a comfortable controller to play on yeah it it does it, it has a learning curve you know yeah. it, it goes against like you know most modern controllers most yeah. modern controllers you know they they widen out into the palms whereas mm-hmm. these are it's just they're they're small yeah they're tiny it's this tiny little fucking thing yeah, and uh, I did see that it's been all but confirmed. I just saw it today um, when I was like checking like Google News. There's been apparently like leaks that Nintendo is going to be showing or uh, I guess showing off. I don't know when they'll maybe they'll be available around Christmas, but a Switch Pro. So that might be something to look at too. Now I don't know if your warranty would cover that do that or they might get credit towards it but it's also a, a rumor I just saw it today so I don't know if it's like are they announcing like things like details that might go into the Switch Pro or is it just I know, think they're going to like say yeah like hey this is the new Switch Pro and it's whatever more powerful or okay. has a higher resolution or I don't know but I, they're probably going to show it around E3 time okay. frame maybe around I guess like in well, next, next month. month yeah in June so um, which we should be getting a bunch of new announcements in June. Um, I mean, Battlefield. Uh, if ever there was a time for the gaming industry as a whole, not just one console or one manufacturer, but mm-hmm. the gaming industry as a whole, to really just blow everybody out of the fucking water, now's the time. Because yeah. the last two years, every single inter- entertainment industry on the planet has suffered, apart from streaming. Yeah, streaming has gone through the roof. Streaming and, 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 and the gaming industry has done fairly well too, because a lot of people start picking up gaming yeah. because they were stuck at the house. But the issue where gaming was kind of taking their hits were their projects, like everything that yeah. was in development or that was yeah. being announced to start development. Everything got put on the back burner. Yeah, a lot of games got released, you know, because of or during the whole COVID shit show, you know, they were incomplete or they were buggy. They just anything that was slotted to release in the last two years. Yeah, or that was being developed in the last two years. It's just it's kind of in like a, a it's it's coming at a price. Yeah. yeah, it's coming at a price. It yeah. either got you know pushed back and it just missed its window completely or it hit its deadline came out in its slotted window and just was not met with 
yeah. good PR. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of the tale of uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed Cyberpunk, but I was playing on the PC, so which yeah. is a different experience than people on, um, like yourself on the mm-hmm. on the Xbox One or the PS4. Um, and I've heard, I haven't seen it because, well, I don't know anyone who has a PS5 or a Xbox Series X or S. You know, next, uh, I guess. I say next gen, but it's the current gen console yeah. now. But it still seems next gen because no one has them because again, because of, you know the because of the COVID production limitations. Yeah, and so can't have people working in a factory in close proximities. Yeah, which they already fucking had to wear masks in a facility anyway. So what's the big goddamn deal? But whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, they. But I heard I heard that, that Cyberpunk was pretty good on, on those on those consoles, the newer consoles. But um, but Cyber, I mean, I know we talked about Cyberpunk before. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, I, but it also kind of suffered a little bit too because they had already kept delaying it, and they had to delay it again yeah. because um, of COVID. And then they were talking about delaying. It. They probably honestly needed to delay it again because I think that they didn't get to get as much work in as they need, as they needed. But because because COVID was going to delay them even more because all the employees were working from home. And then now, they released the game, but it wasn't quite. All the bugs weren't quite worked out in it yet. Yeah, and it wasn't quite ready. Honestly, the game probably should have never came out for the Xbox One and the PS4. Well, honestly, uh, in terms of where they stood before the game launched, I think they were kind of like, fucked if we do, fucked if we don't. So let's get the game out there. Yeah. But on a positive light, I did see that. So, you know, people were making like this huge stink on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, whatever, whatever social media um, about like, oh... CD Projekt Red, they're a bunch of thieves or whatever, you know, fuck them, Cyberpunk's trash, I'm getting a refund. Well, and they offered a refund. Yeah. Well, only like 1% of their sales like were actually refunded. And they're like, yeah, we made a ton of money on it. And actually, most people did enjoy the game. And it's one of those deals where people were like, yeah, the game is flawed. But uh, I'm good with this. But I'm okay. I'm this happy. is their first I'm, attempt at this kind yeah. of game. Yeah. You know, they were met with obstacle after obstacle and then having to release a game mm-hmm. that wasn't complete in a time where, you know, the developers and the project heads and, you know, the project and team members couldn't communicate efficiently face-to-face. Yeah. You know, given everything that they had to maneuver around, I still think they knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. The game's fantastic. Like, the story, I think, is really good. There's, like, seven different endings... Yeah. There's tons of side activities to do. I mean, if you're a collector, like if you're one of the people that likes to go in and collect things in games, there's, oh, yeah. there's your game. There's tons of stuff like that. There's like a hundred or something, maybe not that much, but there's a ton of vehicles to collect, mm-hmm. different versions of different vehicles. There's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff in the game. So, it, like I said, me, I, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was good. Um, and most people that I've talked to that played it who have actually played the game enjoyed it. Most of the hate that I do see is from people who actually have not played the game. They're just they put it up at somebody's house, or they played it for a night or two and put it down immediately because yeah. they couldn't get past you know the. Understandably, like I, I get it. The visual isn't what we expected, but mm-hmm. 
we like the Bethesda is still in business, so I don't know why that's an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's what I was gonna bring up. Like, yeah. like I can't. Oh, tell well, you. there's so many bugs. Like, well, there's a new Fallout coming out, so now what's your argument? Yeah, like I can't tell you how many times, like when I played Fallout New Vegas back in the day on the 360 when that game first came out, and it just would just crash my console, like hard crash my yeah. console, and I was like. Still gonna play it. I'm having a lot of fun. It's fine. You know, I'll wait at a load screen for you know two minutes just for the game to crash. Yeah. And then I just load it right back up and keep playing. You know, it's kind of the same deal. But like I said, yeah, but this is still in business, so I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know why we're worried about glitches and visuals and all of that shit. Yeah, like even Fallout 76, you know, at first was met with like some really bad no, no, no! It's still being met with like it's still yeah incredibly <laughs> terrible PR. Yeah, but people still play it. Yeah. Like there's there's a hardcore fan base that and if still I remember really correctly, they did the exact same thing that Destiny One did, and it pissed off a lot of their day one players. So what Fallout uh, seventy six did is, in order to kind of revamp and you know get some more. Like some better publicity yeah. behind their name. Yeah. They released a supercut of the game. Okay. After it had already been out for like two, two and a half years now? Yeah. It was yeah. fairly recent. It was like yeah. either the beginning of this year or like end of last year kind of time frame. But they released a supercut. It's like for $60, you can get the base game and every bit of DLC and additional content that we uh, made for it okay. for $60. So, of course, everybody was like, well, that's a three hundred dollar deal right there. Yeah. yeah, sold. Yeah, and all your day one players that have paid hundreds of dollars to stay up to date on it, they were like, "Well, what the fuck? What do we get?" Yeah, well, well, do I get a rebate on this? Or yeah, well, you know, yeah. you mean I put up with this dumpster fire this whole time <laughs> this and whole stuck time. it out, and yeah. now these guys get it fucking cheap after talking <laughs> shit about it for so long? Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, well, it's not that bad." Yeah, because you got a great deal on it. I mean, yeah. I played it some the other day on the. It's funny enough, because that's probably the only, out of, of the recent Fallout games, I haven't really played that much, because I just avoided it, because it was met with such bad, it had such bad reception among players, even people who were pretty hardcore yeah. Fallout and Bethesda fans. Um, but I mean, basically, like, the game, all it is is, like, they took Fallout 4, they put it in a new setting, and they added online to it. Which is basically like they were open about that. That's what they said. They were like, basically, one of their employees like was working on it internally as like a little project, little pet project. that he yeah. was doing on the side. And he was like, "Hey guys, check this out!" And they were like, "Oh, actually, it kind of works. So let's see what we can do." Yeah. And uh, again, it's one of the things like it's the first time like they've ever really tried to do an online game. So. Uh, but I was I tried to play it on the Xbox the other day and uh, I was playing a little, I had to restart the game because my uh, my HUD wasn't working. I had no idea where to go. It was like <laughs> go to this tavern and do this and meet with the, these people. And I'm like I don't know where to go. I'm just like wandering. You know, I'm like wandering into areas I'm not supposed to be in yet. Like I just come out of the vault. So I had to. Re I was like something's not right. So I like restarted the game and then there my HUD was and I was like oh I'm like 300 meters the, the wrong way. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's good fun. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I I will say I haven't read a lot into the game like how it played in terms of like 
being an online game, like not an MMO, but yeah, where you can encounter other players. I, you might have read something about this, but griefing, like players just oh, logging yeah. in, being OP as shit, and just yeah, there's there's a motherfucker. There's something. Okay, so I did run into this like, what made me turn the game off was because there was a kid that was just had an open mic and he was just talking in like the in the like the area chat so yeah. anyone could hear him and he was like trying to like hang out with me in the game I'm like bro I don't want to talk to you I'm like giving him like emotes like no go away I don't want to talk and he's just like I'll go with you where and I'm like trying to shoot the kid and it won't cause he had like I could see his health bar it was like halfway I was like yeah. I could probably kill him real quick and but it, it wouldn't let you it wouldn't let me because there is uh there's some mode that you can turn on, and it might be turned on automatically for brand new players, but it's like a, uh, I can't. Almost it, like a little shield, kind of like you yeah, see in well, premium games. It's basically like a non-hostile mode. Like you can't, no one can hurt you, and you can't hurt them unless you turn that off. But then once you turn that off, you're like free game. You know, it's like okay, yeah. So, like free reign. But then, like, the kids started, like, arguing. I could hear him arguing with, like, his little brother or whatever. I just heard, no, you're not getting on Roblox. Ah! And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to play something else. And uh, I think I ended up jumping on, like, Resident Evil 7 because that was on Game Pass. Uh, I'm playing a little bit more on the console right now until I get the PC set up. And I'm just trying out different stuff. But... I'm still on PlayStation. Actually, I need to double check. So there's a series of games mm -hmm. that I played. I know I played. I played both one and two. I don't know if you ever played them. Okay. Because I feel like it's not a game your parents would have allowed you to play. <laughs> when I was it, a was, kid. <laughs> it was on the PlayStation 2. Okay. Uh, it's a D&D &D game or a D&D &D, uh, spawn game. Okay. Called Dark Alliance. Baldur's Gate. I have not, but there's a new one coming out. Yes, there it. is. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm about to look this up. It is going to be releasing on current consoles and next consoles. I believe next consoles, but uh, Dark Alliance release date, mm -hmm. June 22nd, 2021. Okay. I will be playing that day fucking one. Okay. Is it crossplay? I is it multi like co-op? You can co-op it, or is it single player only? I haven't read a lot into it. Um, I just saw that it was being released, and just you know, okay. immediately was like, "Yes, I'm gonna play that." Because I think, because I haven't done a lot of research into it too, because I saw that too, and I, I think, I think I put it on my Steam wish list, but I can't remember. I'd have to check. But I saw that. Uh, I do remember seeing that, and it looks pretty cool. What? This reminds me, you started talking about D&D while you're looking that up. Maybe you'll think, or you'll be able to remember. I'm trying to think. Do you remember what that dungeon crawler game was that we played at your house when we were kids? Describe it. You could play, I mean, it was basically like, it was a top-down, I don't think it was isometric. I think you can move the camera around. But it was top-down, you're going through a dungeon, and... You can play as like a, you can play as dwarves, humans, elves, like whatever, and you're basically going through these different dungeons and clearing these dungeons out. No, well then I guess you did play it. That was Dark Alliance. Was it? Was that, that it? That was Dark okay. Alliance. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I played it at your house. Then. <laughs> that's what that's what it was. Okay. 
Right, yeah. so I was right. Now, your parents probably didn't let you play it, which is why you played it at my house. Yeah, it was, that was a pretty fun game. And I don't, don't let anybody listening get confused. My parents didn't let me play it either. I just didn't tell them I was playing it. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I just borrowed <laughs> games from friends at school, and I was like, well, they don't fucking know about this they shit. They don't know what this is. I'm going to play it myself. Before they yeah. walk in, it's like, hey, what are you playing? It's like, I'm a knight! <laughs> Killing rats. Killing rats. Oh, okay, that's cool. Alright, son. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, in the first one, there's like this barmaid. Like, the very first person you encounter in the game, there's this barmaid. Yeah. It's like one of the very first games that, like, put in the jiggle factor. Because, like, every, oh, really? every time she would speak, wah, 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 <laughs> like, they'd just start going. <laughs> the, 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 uh, what's it, the boob physics? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I remember that game. I was actually thinking, it's funny because you, you brought that up because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what was that game? I well, the original one remember. is on the Switch. Oh, is it really? Yes, it's on this. They re-released the original one. It's $30, but it's... It's on When I played it, okay. granted this was a while ago, it, I had nothing but fun. It's not... There's not a lot of replay value to it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's an old game. You know, yeah. It's a very clear cut set story. There's not a lot of yeah. exploration. Yeah. Like, you are limited to the confines of whatever dungeon you're in. Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. it. Okay. It's, it's very very linear. Yeah. The game is the game. Like, yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. But that first playthrough, it's good, man. Okay. It's good. Okay. So a game that I want to play that uh, three. Released recently, and it's come out with some uh, mixed reviews. You may have seen it, but uh, Biomutant, have you seen anything on that? I have been doing my best to keep up with Biomutant. I haven't, in the past couple of weeks, watched any of the gameplay or, like, you know, the, I mean, right before release footage. But yeah. I've, when it was first announced, I kept right the fuck up to date with it. I want to play it. Yeah, so the main consensus that I've seen from a lot of people. That is like the, and it seems to be what everybody <laughs> agrees on is the game is fun, it's flawed, and some of the flaws are aggravating, but they can't stop playing it. So they did okay. something right. Like it's fun, okay. the game's flawed, and hopefully it gets a sequel and they'll fix all the problems that they, that's with the first one. But I mean, it, it looks so cool because it's. From what I understand, the world was like basically like humans like just you know destroyed it with like. Well, yeah, that yeah. seems to be the common thing. Yeah, you yeah, know, humans destroyed the it. TV and, and movies yeah. and video games and you and know the real world. The the real world, yeah. And then there's uh these uh, animals have uh, mutated from all the chemicals and stuff and whatever radiation that the earth that the that what basically what killed all the humans off, and now. Uh, these animals that are mutants or whatever, bio mutants, have created their own societies and there's their own factions and tribes. And mm-hmm. there's like a lot. It seems like you know it's almost like a like a like a sci-fi Japanese samurai movie almost, because like some of the moves and stuff. But like there's guns and stuff too, but there's like uh, a lot of like melee weapons and fighting. And it's got a real unique like art style, like kind of uh, 
like with the fighting, like there's like comic book stuff like that, like like pals and you know cracks and stuff yeah. like that added to it. But a lot of people are saying it's like a it's like a mix between as far as like the open world of Breath of Zelda Breath of the Wild and um, you know something I can't think of the other thing was they said they mixed it with. I don't know. But it looks cool. It looks fun. I want to play it. I'm probably going to get it at some point and play it. I know. I, I definitely want to play it too, but I... I... God damn it. Why can't... Will you motherfuckers quit putting bots on the internet to buy up consoles and shit? Assholes. Yeah, because I think it's next-gen and PC only. It is. Yeah, I don't think you can get it on on uh, last-gen consoles. No. I mean, I've... I... So, I mean, you know, we've talked about this in one of the previous episodes. You know, my Xbox took a shit, so I'm stuck on my PS4 right now. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm still having fun on that, but I am limited to the games that I already have on it digitally. Yeah. Which are nothing but Dark Souls-esque games. Yeah. Which can be frustrating. Very. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy the genre, but at the same time, even if you enjoy those games, only having that as an option to play will get when it gets frustrating yeah it's it's infuriating it's old school childish like can't win at Tekken want to smash your controller frustrating yeah. like it's yeah, cause there's no in between there's no like oh I can't play this right now and you set the controller down gently like yeah. no it's like motherfucker and you go to like look for something to hit and you're like no all of this shit in this room is expensive. I can't do that <laughs> it's anymore. It's mine, yeah. I bought this with my own money, yeah. So, and, uh, I can imagine what sucks, too, is, like, until you get your Switch, it wasn't like you could just go play something else. No. Because no. all the other games were yeah. the same type. <laughs> yeah, so you are just kind of... It's the same fucking thing, just, <laughs> just different uh, environments. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing between you know, Dark Souls 3, Demon Souls, uh... Yeah. Bloodborne and Sekiro, like no, like that's that's all I have on the PlayStation. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's a. Uh, I was kind of getting frustrated with Resident Evil Seven, just because. For context, I haven't played Resident Evil. I think the last Resident Evil game I played, I think it was six, but I didn't finish it because I wasn't like super impressed with it. I played a couple of the older ones, like two and three back in the day I'm not a big horror fan but I was like let me because I watched some I watched some gameplay of 8 of Village mm. and I was like it looks really cool and I saw that Resident Evil 7 was on Game Pass I was like let me download that and play that song and it's not too bad I mean I don't know to me I was also playing it in the middle of the day you know sun's out and all stuff it, it wasn't that scary to me um, like yeah there was like some like cheap little jump scares but it wasn't like it like that movie is terrifying <laughs> it wasn't that bad but I was starting to get frustrated with the game because I'm not very far if any of you listen and play this game you're going to be like wow you're really not far at all but we have the dinner with the family and then the dad is like trying to afterwards trying to chase you down with the shovel and kill you and I'm like trying to figure out where to go all the doors are locked and I'm like trying to find a key or something I can use to open the door and I'm just not good I'm just not good at the game I'm just not good at it and I kind of don't really care to keep good at it to like find because I'm like you know what you're just not invested in it yeah and it's like I can't do anything to the guy you have to run from him yeah I can't shoot him it's not going to do anything to him it won't kill him so I'm like you know I just uh, 
I like the older Resident Evil games more because, yeah, you were probably limited on ammo and certain things, but you at least you could you weren't completely defenseless. Yeah. So um, I, that's kind of where I'm at with that. You are just like an ant running around. Yeah. Trying to avoid a big boot. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how you feel like that. You're just there's nothing like, nothing you can do. Um, and see, I, that's that's really well. Number one, I don't enjoy the horror genre much at all for movies. Like, I I don't watch scary movies. I don't do it. Yeah, I don't do it. They're not fun to me. Yeah, I don't really. You watch guys can talk horror. all the shit you want. I don't care. My sister talks shit all the time. Never fucking watched the movie with her. That was scary. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me at all. Twenty eight goddamn years old. <laughs> I decided this a very long time ago. I'm real good with it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really watch a lot of horror movies either. There's there's a handful that I actually like or enjoy, and that's about it. I'll sit uh, through a sci-fi scary movie, but those are more like thrillers or gore fests. Yeah, like Alien. Like I think yes. technically Alien is considered a horror movie, but it, it's more to me. It's more of a thriller sci-fi. It, it feels no. different. I don't know why, but it feels different. Like when yeah. you're in outer space for some fucking reason. And I guess, cause, okay, so I get, yeah, this is true. Like when you're in outer space, it does feel different. Because it almost feels like it's more plausible. You know? It does. It's yeah. not just like some creature that was like, you know, some hoodoo voodoo shit yeah. happened. And now this thing like crawled out of your child's bedroom. And now yeah. it's you know, gonna fuck you and your wife. <laughs> yeah. This anal rape you. It's like, no, it's this carbon-based life form that we have never encountered before, and it's trying to kill us, and it probably will. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. And so, and you know, I do like monster movies as well. Like, I, I guess I'd say probably somebody, like, you could probably nitpick and say, well, if you do like horror, you just like certain subgenres. Maybe, but I like I like werewolves, I like zombies, I like vampires. You like the classics. I like the classic stuff. To me, yeah, they're like creepy or they're kind of scary, I guess you could say, but it's not like, it's not like horror, yeah. horror. Like, it's not The Grudge or yeah. Babadook or... Yeah. What are some other horror movies? See, I don't even know. Like, Conjuring, even, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know like what horror movies have really like brought the genre up. Yeah, like, I don't either. Like, what is it? I think what's the one everybody always talks about? The Nun? Uh, at least some people at work are always talking about that. I guess see, I don't good. even like the church. I'm damn sure not going to watch a movie about the church being scary. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like a, I think it's like a nun that gets that's, possessed by a demon or something. That strikes two and three right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm no, definitely man, not I'm good. It. Yeah. I'm good. I'm damn good. So... Uh, but yeah, I mean, the stuff I do like, you know, like, and also, speaking of Resident Evil, on it, I don't care. I'll probably get judged for this, but, uh, I actually enjoy the Resident Evil movies. They're fun! They're fun. They're hokey. Are they good movies? Eh, not really. But here's but the I, thing. But I enjoy them. Here's the thing. Anybody <laughs> who's ever played a Resident Evil game, if you took those cutscenes... And made them live action. Yeah, they would be the Resident Evil that's, movies. That's true. Like if you, if you, if you, anyone who like you looks at the dialogue in a Resident Evil game or a cutscene, he said the, the dialogue from a Resident Evil game in a cutscene is not like the most serious thing in the world. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's very, it's, it's very, very Japanese, Asian. A, a, like anime esque. It is. Yeah, it really is. 
Even the newer ones, they're like the it's, the the, the, the dialogue. Whether, whether weird. you say it with a high pitched voice or like a creepy little growl, like notice me, senpai, is like it's <laughs> notice me, senpai. Notice yeah. me, senpai. Yeah. You know, it's whether it's cute or intimidating, it's still the same thing. It's true. It is true. That is true. Speaking of animes, I started watching and vampires. I started watching uh, Castlevania again. Ooh, I'm on I season. need to watch the new season. It's good. I'm on season three. I haven't watched season three, and uh, I'm probably about three episodes in. It's good. I, I need to watch four season four, so that's why I'm yeah trying to get caught up. But that actually is a really good anime, and I like it a lot just because it is more of a uh, an American style, because the Japanese. I do like some Japanese anime, but it, it wears on me after a little while. It really does. Well, it's <laughs> like it's the one thing to like be childish and immature, yeah. and then it's another thing to like be super serious and like dramatic and stoic. Yeah. But when you put both of those things together, it's weird. It's it's so back and forth. It's yeah. so back and forth. Yeah, it'll start to wear on you. Like yeah. <laughs> Inuyasha, I know there are some fans listening, or maybe a fan listening to this right now. Yeah. But even though Inuyasha was a classic, you know, your stereotypical anime, yeah. there were times where it was very, very serious and dealt with like some really heavy subject material. Yeah. But then there were other times where, like, I don't know, she didn't give him enough rice in his bowl, so then, like, he did like that anime thing. His head got big and his eyes turned white. And, like yeah. he's got like the big mouth that only moves up and down. Yeah. Like, the, little, the, the, <laughs> the the big ass over exaggerated bane popping yeah. out of the corner of his head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pick one and stick with it, but don't. You can't do both. You yeah. Can't do both. That's like, I would say one anime that definitely. There were some like little silly moments, but the show kind of needed it. Like if you just want to be depressed. Just watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, just just watch that, and you'll like. Yeah. I had a, because I watched it when I was a kid, and I don't remember it. That shit will. It'll make you cry. I didn't remember it being that sad, but maybe it was because I was a kid, and I just didn't, or maybe because I only watched it like once a week. But like sitting there watching on Netflix, just episode after episode, I'm like, this is like the most depressing show. Yeah. I have ever watched. These what? kids can't take a get a break. No, like their well, life like, is just so tragic. Well, the premise <laughs> of it, I mean, you get introduced to this shit like day fucking one of this the series. Is, yeah. You know, the main protagonist and his brother, how they ended up the way they are, mm-hmm. is the main protagonist was trying to do some alchemy, yeah. lost his arm. Yep. And his brother, his like eight year old brother, ended up in, like trapped inside of. A suit of armor. A suit of armor. Yeah. Because they were trying to revive their recently deceased mother. Who did come back as like this gobbly goop, like... Came back as not their mother. Like a Cronenberg monster, basically. Like a Cronenberg, this body horror monster. And, yeah. So that was, (laughs) that was the launching point. For the show. (laughs) Yeah. And then it just gets darker from there. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they just run into like nothing but sadness and despair. But I will admit, it's it's a good show. I mean, it is a good that show. Is, that is an anime <laughs> that I am, that I've enjoyed. The anime the anime that I usually get drawn to are like the ones that are like super super like really have no sense of humor to them at all. Yeah. I like Afro Samurai, which granted, mm. 
Okay. There is a little sense of humor with Samuel Jackson's, you know, his like, you know, inner monologue kind of always following him. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's not hokey and over the top and childish and like mm-hmm. overdone or overblown. It yeah, it yeah. works with that motif. Or another anime that I really enjoyed was Ghost in the Shell. I haven't actually watched that yet. I pr- it's but I, good. I want, it, I want. it takes a while to get into it. Because it's a, it's a movie, right? Or it's well, a no, show it, and then made a movie. Well, it, not, not it the live action. Anime. Not the live action movie. Yes. There was an anime movie too, I yes. think. Yeah. Yes. From like, yeah. like the late there's, 90s or There's something. actually tons of Ghost in the Shell movies. Okay. Like it, it started as a little mini series and then yeah, like they just started making movies out of it. Okay. Okay. See, I, I did not know that. Ghost in the Shell is good. Yeah, I need to watch that. Um, Outlaw Star is another good one. I remember watching that one on Toonami. Outlaw Star? Okay. About the bounty hunter. I haven't seen that. And he has, like, this girl with him that, you know, her her spirit, like, binds with the the energy core of the ship. And it makes it, like, super powerful. It's it's really fucking weird. Sounds kind of cool. Out there. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. That's... Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop was good, yeah. I... I never watched that series all the way through, but I always remember I enjoyed what I did see. Oh, it's good. It'll um, piss you off, though, because it does the same thing that Firefly does. Really, oh, really, really impresses you and leaves a lasting impression. Like, a lasting mark on you, but, like, doesn't Really get a satisfying last. ending. Well, yeah. It's not that it doesn't have a satisfying ending. It's that uh, they only did one fucking season. Why did they do that? I guess it got canceled. It got- I have no idea why it ended. There's a movie, though. Just like just like Firefly, yeah, just yeah. like Firefly. It was a Serenity <laughs> was the movie. Yeah, yeah, just like Firefly. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm. I don't. I'm not like a, an expert on a lot of anime. There's there's a lot of people who. Uh, do, well, you know, it's like it's so weird because anime has become like really popular lately, mm-hmm. and you know I always enjoyed some of it, but like when we were in high school, like that was like nerd shit. Like if it you, was. It was like, really like culty. Like if you watched, if you watched anime, like you were made fun of. Yeah, you were made fun of by like people like us that were <laughs> also nerds. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, uh, but like now it's like really popular, which is fine. I think it's cool because there are some really cool stories that there are some shows that just do better with animation. They do. Whether it's Japanese anime or it's. An American style animation, or even CGI. Like, there's some stories that are that are just better told through animation because yeah. you can do more with it. You can, and it does. It's not as expensive as doing a live action show. No, it's not. Not at all. And you can, you don't have to worry about special effects as much because you can you can draw it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you really aren't. Your imagination is not limited. Right. Like, if you can think it. And it makes sense, like, or sometimes it even have, it doesn't have to make sense. No, it doesn't. You, you can you can just draw it. You can do it. And even if your imagination is limited by your ability, chances are there's somebody out there that can listen to you speak and look at your concept drawings and be like, "Yep, I can bring I can that to life. Get me some color pencils." Yeah, because that's that's like kind of my issue. This is like, for instance, like, not with drawing. Well, I can't draw, but I can think of stuff that looks really cool, or. Lately, I've been trying to like write some. I think I'm trying to write a book of short stories. Yeah. And I have these ideas, but then trying to put them down on paper is a lot harder than 
it sounds because I'm like, this is what I want to tell, but I don't know how to tell it. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I mean, it, it so, is. It's difficult because it's... I took a creative writing class in college, and, you know, it's, mm. it is very difficult. You know, writing a 10-page short story was fucking difficult. Yeah. But, you know, because you get hung up on one of three things. Mm-hmm. You have your character development, yep. which that in and of itself is difficult. Yeah. You have your character art, or no, excuse me, I'm getting this wrong. It's not character development. The character development falls within the character's arc. That's that's the okay. story yeah, that you're yeah, following. Yeah. The yeah. character arc is what you get hung up on on a lot. Uh, the character creation yeah. is you know, like being able to articulate what does this person look like. Yeah, like what that's what, what they look like, on. what their personality is, and all that stuff. And then world building. Those yeah. three things you will get hung up on big time. Yeah. Like, Coming up with like shit for them to do, yeah. just tea, just little tiny shit. It's like, oh, he was walking along this road and met a rice farmer, and he's like, oh, oh, why are you a rice farmer? It's like, because I lost my legs in the war, and this is all I can do. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's easy shit to come up with. Like, just come up with it off the top of your head, just as filler. Yeah, but coming up, you know, with you know big events to really help drive the arc in a satisfactory direction. Yeah, that one will eat you alive. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, my, basically, uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to write a bunch of short stories that all take place in the same universe and may or may not interact with each other, intertwine with each other. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take me a while to, to get it figured out. Well, then here, let me throw this ample hint out there, because I told you, you know, one of the biggest things that writers get hung up on is, like, world building. Yeah. Focus more on world building and not writing stories, and then and the stories will kind of like start putting themselves put themselves together. Okay, yeah, that's what I kind of figured out. I was going to have to start doing is like do more. I need I basically I need to be like Charlie Day with a board with like pens and papers and like <gasps> yeah, <laughs> just put everything out there. So that's probably what I'm going to do. But um, yeah, we'll get off of that before I, I go down that rabbit hole. But we'll talk more about we can talk more about that off off the air. But uh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I've gotten into here recently. Um, well, I know we both have seen Army of the Dead on Netflix. Yes, we have. And uh, you want to talk about that for a little bit? I kind of do. Okay. I want to, before we launch into it, I want to point out one thing. And I want to know if you had the exact same reaction to this one very specific, notable scene. Okay. Uh, and I'm willing to bet it's probably already dancing around in there with yeah. this buildup. Okay. So, <laughs> when they're creeping through all the zombies, trying not to touch them and wake them up, and then they get woken up and that girl gets left behind, mm-hmm. when she's mm-hmm. laying there on the floor, not yeah. 50 feet from them, yeah. not a single zombie within arm's reach of her, yeah. they all just stood there and just, nah, she's gone, yeah. she's gone, yeah. we can't save her. We can't save her, she's, it's too late. I thought same Did thing. that I was, not piss you off I was bigger like, than shit? I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, Dude, I so screamed at my TV. I screamed at my TV. I was like, rally too, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, you could definitely get her. You got a man down. You got five guns that you can point at shit. Yeah. One dude, pick her up. Start blasting, yeah. Oh, yeah, that I, scene pissed me off. I was, like they, I was like, they could have done that a little better on um, that, that scene for sure. 
Like, they could have... Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, there's, like, way... Like, she's been alive way too long. Like, they could have saved her. Like, well, I, you know, usually yeah. usually in, in those movies... And she was way too gangster to go out like that. Yeah. Like, I was expecting her to be, like, kind of like a half-assed character. It's like, oh, they just need an easy death to, like, really jumpstart yeah. things. But, no, she, like, held her fucking own. Yeah, she... Because she was... It was the chick that was with the, the, the like, Instagram guy mm-hmm. or whatever, right? That, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that was her, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, she was actually a pretty cool character. Rosa or something? Something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what her name was. I tell you what, um, Dave Bautista's character was really cool, but probably the best character in the whole show was the helicopter pilot. Oh, very much so. That Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro. Yeah. She. She was. Uh, yeah. She. She had like the best, like most, like the best lines. Her character, like she sold that character. Yes, she did. She, and she, it reminded me a lot of. Um, I can't think of her name. Can't think of her name. What movie? Aliens. Aliens Two. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's yeah. character. Yeah. More so, more so in Aliens Two than the first yeah. movie, but just like just badass, like ready experience, to get experience, cutthroat, yeah. Like, just, just doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Just fires from the hip and says yeah, what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, she... But you'll be, this will make that even more impressive. Mm-hmm. So that character was originally played and filmed. Okay. Uh, it was played by an uh, actor and comedian called Chris D'Elia. Okay. But he was removed from the film okay. by Zack Snyder. Okay. Like, this was a personal decision by Zack Snyder because of... Uh, I don't know... At the time, they were just allegations... Okay. But I think a lot of them have like been proven now. Like he's okay. he's in some hot water, but like sexual okay. harassment. Uh, and I don't okay. think rape, but I I think he did get a little handsy without being asked to. Okay. At times. Like, okay. You know, definitely some sexual assault in there. Okay. But they brought in Tignataro, and she did not film on set at all. Okay. They filmed her in a green screen and put her face and mouth over oh, top of his. Really? She did not film a single scene. With any of the other actors or actresses. Oh wow! You can't even yeah. tell. You can't even tell. No, you can't. Yeah. And she just—that's just a uh, that sold it on down the river. That's a state like a like you know just like a statement to how great of an actor or an actress that she is, especially yeah. in that in that movie. Because dude, she literally is the that character is the best in my opinion. That's like the best character in the whole movie. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's just just the best character. Uh, like she, she couldn't have she, done a better job if she had tried. She's like the female version of Robert Duvall's character in Apocalypse Now. Good call. Good call. That is what she is. <laughs> Just badass. Doesn't care. Uh-uh. You know, has smart, smart-ass comments to say, you know, it's, it's good. I liked it, but yeah. Yeah, I um, figured you'd appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, you can look at, like, Zack Snyder's, like, because a lot of people are saying that they enjoyed Tignatero's character so much that mm-hmm. they're kind of going after him for not casting her originally. Because it was between the two of them. Oh, okay. It was between uh, Tignataro and Crystalia. Okay. But I, if I remember correctly, Tignataro pulled out because she had been she was being treated for cancer. Oh, Okay. Okay. And uh, just like just couldn't keep up with it, but then everything happened, and they were like, uh, "Hey, we need somebody to redo all this shit." And she's like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Sounds good. Hell yeah." What did you think about the um, 
the zombie uh, tiger. Oh man! Was oh, that not that cool? Was, oh, it was. That was it cool, was. Right? Oh. And uh, what do you think about the uh, the uh, just overall like like the the smart zombies or whatever? I have always thought that that is a cool thing to be in or to introduce in a zombie movie because there was George Romero actually introduced that in one of his movies yeah uh, Land of the Dead yeah okay yep. where you know like they weren't as advanced but you know they there were some zombies that were you know showing signs of you know, repeating numbers. old behaviors from their previous lives yeah know? and there was you know the, a hierarchy the, and, yeah yeah but there were, in Land of the Dead there was one particular zombie that was smarter than the others and they called him like Big Daddy it was okay. this black guy who was a gas station attendant yeah. And, you know, at the very beginning of the film, you know, they go in and raid this town for supplies, and they shoot up all the zombies, and he watches them do it. And, you know, he tries to save one, but you know, can't. Yeah. And so he leads the attack on this, like the human outpost. And you know, there's one okay. zombie walking around with you know, like a, a hatchet in his hand. You know, they're trying to get through this like wood barrier, and he walks up to him and grabs him and pulls him to the front and like smacks it and you know shows him the axe and he's like, oh, and he just. This zombie starts hitting, and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, this works yeah. great." Yeah, kind of like, kind of like a caveman discovering yeah. fire for the first yeah. time. Yeah. So it, okay. it's any time that something along those lines is introduced into a zombie movie, I love it because yeah. it's, albeit speaking specifically like from anatomy, albeit it's a dead brain. It's not a dead, dead brain. brain. It's a so yeah. it should still progress somewhat naturally like yeah. it should be it able to learn it, it, simple tasks it makes sense yeah i thought it was a really cool concept yeah. i mean it, like it, they're not going to reinvent the wheel or like you know send a motherfucker to space but yeah but they should be able to get an axe yeah should, they should be able to use tools and like maybe have some reasoning yeah you know? some some just basic instinct yeah and basic problem solving yeah Otherwise, why would they be able? Why would they be able to get through a door? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, you know, and, and and there were like you know in the movie there were I guess you would call them like basically like drones, which were just kind of like the dumb zombies yeah. that were just what you thought were they were just going for to eat, which that probably was you know feed that was part of it, but also they also were smart enough though to be able to take orders from. The smarter, I can't. They had a name for like him. The Alpha, yeah. Um, Zeus. Yeah, it was him. So Zeus, and then he had the Alpha, and then he had that Queen. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name, but she was like. They a, didn't actually introduce uh, her name. I, I just I watched a little like thirty minute documentary about the making of the movie. Oh, as okay. soon as I was done with it. Okay. They never actually say that you know the lead zombie's name is Zeus. Okay. But they kind of implied it because while he's attacking. Uh, at the very beginning of the movie when it shows the montage of the yeah, game, yeah. it shows him look up at the statue of Zeus. Oh, That's also oh, why yeah. he put on the helmet and like had that That's spirit. Right. Yeah, yeah. He modeled himself after it. After Zeus. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. They, um, I thought the movie was good. It was really good. And it, it, it's, uh, who did Dawn of the Dead? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder did do yeah. it? I thought so. So I wonder... Are these? I don't think they ever said it, but are they supposed to be like in the same universe? Uh, no. In the documentary, he said like it's it's not the same universe, but okay. it's because I didn't know if because in the beginning of the movie where the Zeus Alpha Zombie comes from is, um, which if you're listening this far, we've already super in spoilers, but uh, 
Basically, yeah, we'll, it's, we'll, it's, yeah. we'll put a tag. Yeah. Yeah. It's an army convoy coming from Area 51 that crashes and he gets loose and then wreaks havoc on Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if maybe where they maybe got the, the virus or whatever from mm-hmm. was maybe it was set in the same universe where they got the zombie, some zombies from Dawn of the Dead or the virus from there and then years later they've been working on like making the super soldier basically and then well, no, remember, I didn't know Dawn of the Dead it was it was, it was, it was global global okay I couldn't remember it's been years since I've seen it yeah. and I know I mean Dawn of the Dead was a remake of an older movie as well um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if Army of the Dead was I know there was Army of Darkness which is totally different not totally different it's zombies and stuff but it's I don't not think the, it's Army not the of the Dead was a remake I think it was an original I mean, story yeah it was really good it was a really good story yeah. I really original but, yeah original but Taken. There's there's definitely like a lot of nods to uh, older zombie films mm-hmm. in that movie. And I like the idea that it wasn't just oh we're trying to survive and make our way out because that's been done a million times. Mm-hmm. I actually thought the premise of how they managed to seal the seal it off was, seal off yeah. the infection like they managed to confine it to to Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And actually, I think that's. You can doubt me all you want, but if something of that magnitude in that area happened, whether or not you guys know it, but the government can allocate some resources pretty fucking rip the tick if they need yeah, to. Yeah, honestly, probably Vegas is the best place, like a place like Vegas is, is one of the best places for that oh, to yeah. happen because it's out in the middle of a desert and it would be easier to contain it. Oh yeah, they erect that fucking yeah. connex wall around that shit and yeah. then just every single soldier and marine imaginable hands across America for like the next 30 miles. Yeah. Oh yeah, and but yeah, I was, I was saying that I like the premise was that they were trying to go back in, yeah, to rob the casino mm-hmm. because all well, we're about to get super deep in the spoilers. <laughs> For the crew going in, it was to get the money, yeah, but they had been lied to by their benefactor, the guy who set it up, because he really wanted some DNA, DNA, because he wanted. To basically make his own zombies or yeah. super soldiers. He wanted to sell it as a weapon. He wanted to sell it as a weapon. But he got these guys to go in and do it by saying, hey, there's like $20 million up, or what it was, $200 million, $20 something million, like that. something like that. Casino, insurance companies have already paid out. You can get the money and no one will ever know. Because Vegas was getting nuked in 72 hours. Yeah. So it was going to be gone. Uh, and the German. The, oh, the German oh, he's such a good character. That was a good character too. I really enjoyed that character. I liked the banter between him and the philosopher guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At, at first, uh, shit, I can't remember any of the characters now. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it again. It's definitely a movie I can watch several times over. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I, you know, just because I really enjoyed it. Um. Shit, what does that mean? Oh, it's saying that... We're, we're getting a message here, folks. 60 minutes is the max that we can do. So oh, okay. we're I at like... we got to wrap it up. We're like 50, yeah, we got like yeah, less than five minutes left. Oh, that's not a terrible cap. No, it's not bad. Um, it's the limitation of doing it on the phone through the app. But... Yeah, I'll say real quick. Yeah, the German Savecracker was a really good character. Um, I definitely want to watch the movie again. Because I really yeah. enjoyed it. And... I mean, there were some cool action sequences in the movie, too. Like, some really cool 
fighting scenes. Yeah. And like where they're just running through, just gunning, uh, guns blazing, and um, and I mean you'll you'll understand why I appreciated this the most, but the scene where you know they come down through the elevator and you know takes them on hand by like hand to hand. Yeah. That was that was actually some pretty well choreographed. Uh, Hand to hand, like yeah. martial arts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But then again, Dave Batista, he's been doing martial arts for like quite some time now. Yeah. I think he has a purple time. belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I think he's done some K1 kickboxing. That makes sense. I mean, and I mean, he was. He is an amateur cage fighter. I do know that. He was an amateur cage fighter, and he was a WWE superstar, res- superstar wrestler. So he he knows how to. Use, he knows how to sell it. He knows, he knows how to sell how to it. Make he it knows. look like he just rocks somebody retarded. Exactly, and to look like he's got rock yeah. retarded. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very good. an underappreciated actor. He needs to be in more he, stuff. He really is. He was in uh, what's the other the other really Spectre. good movie? Spectre was really good. That fight scene was all. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was because uh, he kind of reminded me. He's like the modern day odd job. He was in that movie. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably go ahead and wrap it up because we got like three minutes left. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we could go on for like another thirty minutes about it. <laughs> so uh, glad you guys came to listen. Sorry it's a little late. It might still be a little sporadic here for a little while until everything kind of settles down. Um, I think me and Clay were talking about it. Normally we do it every other Friday, but they, we might start doing it on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yeah. probably work best with yeah. my schedule, and mm-hmm. it'll probably be easier for you. Yeah, for sure. So we'll probably start moving everything to every other Saturday. Um, and that still might be for a little while, still might be a little sporadic, so it may be kind of all over the place, but we'll try to keep you guys posted on Facebook. You can follow the page on Facebook at Mouse and Controller Podcast. Uh, you can also join our Discord. Uh, this is Mouse and Controller on Discord. I'll try to put the link in the, in the bio if I remember, or uh, yeah, bio or description, whatever it's called. And then you can also email us at mouseandcontrollerpod at gmail.com spell out and a and b don't put the and symbol it won't it'll go to nowhere so uh, if you have movies or anything you want us to watch check out let us know uh, especially if it's on Amazon or Netflix or every major streaming, streaming service, service. We, yeah. we have access to yeah if you want us to watch something that has to be paid for uh, you can just buy and gift it to us uh, yeah. that works too but I accept that yeah I accept that but anyway, our next episode, once you get your PC set up, yeah, you've got to play Stick of Truth all yeah. the way to completion. I've been playing it, so yeah. And then we'll have an Before entire I... South Park episode because I, I guarantee you we can fill up a whole episode way more than an hour worth of time. For sure. For South Park. Definitely. Yeah, we definitely can. I was playing it before we moved and I was really enjoying myself. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Again, I'm Caleb. And I'm Clayton. That's Clayton. So y'all take it easy. Y'all enjoy. Later.